Mages and Murder Dads. I am Cameron. I'm Danny. And uh, we're going to be talking about Baldur's Gate because this is the only podcast dedicated to playing the Baldur's Gate franchise. Probably. I still didn't check. Did you check? Plausible deniability. Okay. Well, I didn't Google uh, in between the last episode and this one. So uh, in the last episode, uh, you can probably click somewhere here uh, on the screen. To go back to that first episode, we started the game as... uh, that's two different characters, and I'm playing as a sorcerer, and... Uh, I'm playing as a barbarian. Yeah, named Balthazar. Balthazar the, the half-orc barbarian. I've forgotten my character's name already. Oh, man. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. None of the voice actors ever use it. Exactly, so it, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, and so we're playing through the rest of the game. So um, last episode we got all the way all the way to Baragost, which meant going through the friendly arm in. Uh, it meant getting some characters for the for the party. And at this point, or at, at the end of the last episode, I had six characters. Uh, did you? You only had five, I think. I believe I only had five. But you're up to six now. I am indeed up to six now. Okay, so we'll figure out uh, what that means. In just a little bit. So what we want to do here at the top of the episode, we've kind of figured out a structure uh, to these to these episodes that we didn't really have last time. Last first episode, we just kind of uh, kind of winged it, uh, and it worked out great. Great response. Shout out to the fan community of Baldur's Gate. And uh, so yeah, so what we want to talk about here at the very top are just some of the the you know interesting general topics about Baldur's Gate. I don't. What is Portal Bender Winden? Okay, so uh, do you want me to talk about that now, or are we just going to get there? I you it, well, you know what? That'll be uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's do it at the very end. Okay, I'm so just if you want to know what Portal Bender Winden is, you're going to have to just well, you're going to have to either stay tuned or you're going to have to move that slider all the way towards the mm-hmm, end. Mm-hmm. Your choice. Yeah, maybe. I might just put in uh, 15 minutes of, of gray noise at the end. <laughs> so you really got to find it. But okay, so uh, the first thing I want to know, Danny, this is sure. the thing I've been thinking about after playing this game for another, uh, we'll say two hours. Mm-hmm. How do you explore? What's your exploration method? Yeah, so I feel like I've played enough of these, this genre of game that I've kind of over the years developed, developed a strategy of sorts. And... I think it depends on whether I'm in an outdoor situation or an indoor situation, like kind of a subterranean situation, mm-hmm. which you find yourself in oftentimes in these games. Now, do you mean the forest moon of indoor, or do you mean... <laughs> so, I, that, this is a good point. Most of the environments we've been going through up until this point in the game have been very large outdoor environments, like mm-hmm. forests, hills, mountains, that kind of thing. And I think we might have a different strategy because I generally will just do the periphery of a map. So I will I will do the entire map and get the outline, and then I will kind of 
fill in as I go. Not too methodical in terms of how I fill in. I'll kind of maybe do like a zigzag or something like that, but I'll slowly fill in after I have the outline of the map. Mm -hmm. And you think that... So are you looking for story? Are you looking for, for uh, you know, like, are you trying to find NPCs and characters? You're just kind of in it for the journey. I, you know, I, I am in, in it for the most part to try to find the content in this game because it is, if you just kind of go through the game and stick to the roads, you're going to miss probably about 40% of the content. 60% of the content is going to be well within the road, right? And mm -hmm. it is engineered that way on purpose. But uh, oftentimes, if you do not cover, you know, 95% of a map, you will just miss an NPC hanging out in the woods. Or, or sometimes even a character you could recruit just hanging out in the woods, as, yep. as is the case with, I think, Kifan, right? Yep, yep. Uh, who I have in my party now. I'll, I'll talk about that a little while yeah. later. But yeah, he's just chilling out there. Yeah. So what about what what about you? What's your kind of general strategy when you when you get into a new area? So I I do it uh, in the most methodical possible way. So I do it like you would like vacuum a living room mm. or how you might mow a lawn. So I go vertically up and down, and I just it's rows. Hmm. Like occasionally, if it's a weird map, uh, so there's some coastal maps that I went through uh, during this play session where I'll go along the edge of the map. Mm -hmm. Um, because the interior is pretty small, but for the most part, yeah, I'm just I'm combing the whole thing. So I see everything on the map as I proceed from like left to right. Now I don't think you did this in the last play session with those first few forests before friendly Armin. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That is correct. Part of that was uh, just trying to get <laughs> trying to like hurry through the stuff so we could record our episode because mm -hmm. uh, I was playing earlier that day. Uh, and part of it was like. You can be killed so easily when you only have two party members or whatever in this game. Correct. So it's a little bit of both of that. But now that I got a, my full six party member, I'm feeling pretty strong. And sometimes, uh, sometimes that bites me right in the butt. So uh, I think we'll talk about the actual quest later. But there's one map that's got a bunch of half ogres in it. And so as I was doing my, my sweep, um, I ran right into them and they just killed me. And so I decided I was going to start cheesing them. So do you know how to do you know how to cheese enemies in this game? So I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that you probably barely. So I guess to use kind of an MMO term, you probably barely skirted their field of vision, so that only a select few would aggro. Mm -hmm. And you just fought them one or two at a time. Is that accurate? Yeah, so I think the way it works is that, like if you are in the fog of war, like if they're if they're inside the fog of war, right? So the map is black until you reveal it. Yeah. Um if they're inside of that, they can't see you, even if you are quote unquote within their field of view, or would normally be, right? Yeah, I don't even think they really they don't exist as an intelligent being if they're in that fog of war. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think so. So what I was doing, yeah, I was literally moving like inch by inch mm -hmm. with one character until mm -hmm. I revealed one of them and I could bait it out and then and then fight them. So I've had to do that one time or I thought I had to do it. It ultimately did not pan out for me. But I've done that one time so far. Have you done that at all? Uh, you know, not really. I okay. haven't really had to do it. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that my main character is 
A, I've spent so long rolling those those <laughs> dice at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like 19 strength, 18 dexterity, 19 constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just hitting Berserk every fight and then resting afterwards. Mm. And he's he's hitting, I think he's critting for about 35. Oh my god. <laughs> my, my, my sorcerer, when he shoots his like... Um his like sphere chromatic orb or whatever sometimes it does one damage (laughs) so so yeah i think our play experiences are radically radically different so i thought that i needed to do that for that fight um and i did it but i didn't feel very good about it i don't like doing that i Mm -hmm. like doing the fight the way you're supposed to do it because i i feel like all the fights that i've encountered so far are pretty balanced as far as like the number of enemies concerned and all kinds of stuff like that. I have a with really funny the, one of those. With the exception of the um, of the bandits that waylaid you in between maps. Yeah, that was not... Uh, that was brutalizing, for sure. <laughs> and I've had another moment like that that I'll talk about uh, when we talk about the actual quests we did. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel about it? Have you hit a, a fight yet where you have not been strong enough to do the, the fight or the quest or the content? You know, the only, um, in the play that I did preparing for this podcast, so all the way from Baragost and these side quests, um, and I imagine next podcast we'll, we'll be looking at Nashko, mm-hmm. I have not died during you, this segment. You have not died at all. None of my characters have. I've died 800 times. <laughs> like, I've, I've died so much that, like, making a count in the video would be comical. Yeah, and I was suggesting you do that, but it sounds like it'd almost be too much effort if it's going to be, if you're dying that many times. It would be so much, so much work. Mm-hmm. I've cut a bunch of it out, like in the in the video that accompanies the first episode. And, and if you're not familiar with how this works so far, um, if you've made it this far into podcast two without understanding how it works, the video that's there is just kind of like to give some kind of visual thing if you don't just want to listen to this. It is not, uh, like I've edited it to kind of have some of the content appropriately done uh but if you're a listener to this uh you can ignore that altogether there is no one-to-one correspondence going on here no sometimes there is but more often than not there is not so Mm -hmm. but no i think it's just a function of the kinds of characters we have it Mm -hmm. may be a function of um the kind of parties we're going to roll with i think that um for now i'm going to commit to uh a you know no wizards allowed party it's a no wizard party it's a no wizard party right now i have um mind if i run down the uh, party roster absolutely i think this is a great time to uh to to do the the shout outs yeah so you know <laughs> shout out like you're kind of like naming your team here mm-hmm. yeah um, this is your power rangers yeah so um I've got Balthazar, I've got Khalid, and um, Jahira, which mm-hmm. b- both of those are, in fact, fighters. Jahira's just a fighter druid. Mm. Um, I've got Kagan, which I know that you recruited um, mm-hmm. earlier, the dwarf fighter. He's apparently evil. Do you he's, know that? Yeah, he's lawful evil. I think that this mm. might be some old school Forgotten Realms dwarves are just evil. Like, they, they're greedy. <laughs> They're and you know they they abide by the rule of law, but you know they're greedy. They're greedy mm-hmm. little jerks. There's evil. Um, I've got Emowyn, who is a thief, mm-hmm. and I have uh, I have good old Caven, which is a ranger. So it's a very other than the incidental spellcasting from Jahira, which I tolerate because it's not arcane spellcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a it is a martial party, and uh, we do not mess around. 
They, um, you you can dual class, um, Imowen. You can dual class Imowen. Can you dual class? Is Kaven a human? Uh, no, no. Kagan's a dwarf. No, no. Kaven, the ranger. Uh, I think he might be, or maybe he's a half elf. Mm. I don't know. He's an elf. He's an elf. Did you Google it? I just, I just tabbed the game. My God. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. yeah so, my... so you can you can in fact dual class Emelyn, and I know that in Baldur's Gate two, when you begin that game, she is a th- mage thief. I think. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. She commits fully to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna wait. I have a really great story to tell when we talk about quests. I'm gonna wait to tell you who my party is. Okay. All right, we're gonna do that. But you have uh, you've been traveling around. Yeah. In the show notes here. And uh, you've you've seen some extra characters that I have not seen. Some extra some extra NPCs, some non-player characters. Yeah, and it's a little difficult to say where exactly I met these characters because most of the areas in this in this segment of the game do not have a name. They are just mm-hmm. little blurbs on your map. Um, you'll leave Baragos, for instance, and. Unlike, say, the Friendly Armin or Baragos, there's just this little patch of forest, and it doesn't have a name. So mm-hmm. you only know it by, oh, it's the thing directly south of Baragos, which can be a little bit annoying because sometimes quests give you, oh, it's the thing south-southwest of Baragos, and you'll be looking at the place you are and be like, this kind of looks south-southwest. But in any case, yeah, I met um, a, a, a dark elf with a nigh unpronounceable name. Just way too many, way too many consonants in mm-hmm. this name. I believe the name is Drizzt. 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 Uh huh. And uh, and I was just kind of walking through the forest. I find I stumble upon probably twenty gnolls, and I'm a little <laughs> worried because gnolls mm-hmm. are, you know, they're they're big bad guys. Mm-hmm. And the the screen kind of pans down a little bit, and there's Drizzt, and he says, "Hey." You mind helping me out? I say, sure. Well, <laughs> that's fine. Mm-hmm. And they all aggro Drizzt, and they form like a 20-deep, you know, circle around this Dark Elf, and he just wails on them and kills them all. Mm-hmm. And then we, we exchange a few words, and that's it. And then he walks away, and I try to attack him as he's walking away, but <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> oh, he just didn't, because he is non-interactable? He's kind of like, he just went too fast. Like, I think he was just uh, going to the edge of the map and then despawning. So, I I know in this game, if you cheat, I, and I know this from, like, back in the day, if you cheat and add his swords to your inventory, then the other people... So, Drizzt Jordan is, a like, a famous character in the Forgotten Realms. In the vein of the Elminster that we talked about last... Uh, last um episode mm-hmm. and so um by the way i put the cover for uh elminster in hell i saw that, that was beautiful the, so maybe you can one. put like a, the lone drow oh yeah um, yeah, right yeah. Here. I'll, yeah i'll put the or put no the, the best cover uh a thousand orcs Okay. I think because he's just fighting a thousand orcs on the cover. It's very literal. Okay. Yeah, it's not. Uh, here's the thing: if you haven't read these novels, not really subtle <laughs> anyway. Um, but anyway, so there's lots and lots of novels. He's probably maybe the most like beloved fan character from the Forgotten Realms. Yeah. But so yeah, so if you add his uh, swords to your inventory, Twinkle and Icing Death, I think oh, something my word. along those of lines. Of course, of course. Um, but his party members 
from the uh, from the books show up and they're like, "Where the hell did you get those?" And then they try to kill you. Holy shit! Wow. Mm-hmm. And you, you you cannot even get these items legitimately. I think that if you like told him no and didn't hang out with him and then tried to kill him that way, I think that you can get them by killing him. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I believe. Well, it would totally be worth it because if I recall, the stats on those weapons are just obscene. Mm-hmm. They're both like plus two swords, I think, in this game. Yeah, they're both scimitars and they've got like, some crazy enchantments on them. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah. All right, so you met him and then... Yeah, and then kind of another map uh, down there were there were a group of uh, three mercenaries, and the way that I um, the way that I move around the map, you know, doing the periphery. Sometimes I feel like if you operate that way, you run into things not necessarily in the order the game would want you to mm-hmm. catch them in. But um, so I ran into a hobgoblin who was lost and he was kind of a mercenary and tried to rob me. And I said, this isn't a good idea. You shouldn't do this. Really? You, you were able to tell him that. Yeah, basically. He, he initiated a dialogue and he was like, could you give me your opinion on uh, robbery? <laughs> yeah. And no, I didn't say it for moral reasons. I said, we're, we're six people. And we're all real strong. And you shouldn't do this. Yeah, and then, I hit. Um, I hit for like eight. I hit for my own hit points doubled over. Yeah. Um, so he said, "Oh, please don't hurt me. I'll tell you about this mercenary group called the Chill." And sure enough, kind of uh, a little, probably five hundred meters north, there are these three um, mercenaries. They ask to rob me. They say, "Hey, just give us all your stuff," and I don't. And uh, that's probably the most challenging fight I've had, just because there was a, a little spellcaster there. But otherwise, yeah, I think that's probably the, the most challenging fight I've had. Hmm. But you didn't die. No. You didn't even get hit one time, did you? Uh, I think I get occasionally um, Balthazar will get hit, and then um, Jahira will roll over and, uh, and cast some cure minor wounds. Mm-hmm. I think those are gone in 5th edition, by the way. I think it's just cure wounds now. Interesting. So no it's, such thing it, as it a just, minor wound. It always um, scales to your healing surge value or whatever the equivalent is. And I guess so. I guess I think in 5th edition they replaced uh, healing surges with hit die. Yes. Mm-hmm. They are uh, complicated. Tune in our other podcast, uh, <laughs> D&D Comparison Hour, Yeah. where we just talk about the different uh, editions of Dungeons & Dragons and how they handle healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third episode is called How Do You Heal? <laughs> uh, healing and Dealing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, so we did some quests. So the idea of, of uh, you know, when we talked about what we were going to do for this episode, we thought, you know, we had this discussion, should we go to Nashkel? Should we do that? And I was like, no, let's try to do some side quests. Mm-hmm. And so A number one, my side quest I'm like, I'm pounding my fist in, into my hand uh, mm-hmm. right in front of this microphone. A number one, kill that guy in that inn who was killing me all the time. And that's not even a side quest. This is just a personal quest mm-hmm. for vengeance. It's a vendetta, Councilman yeah. is engaged in. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, OOC, <laughs> just something I needed to do. So his name was Carlat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my solution that I found... Oh, actually, uh, here's something at the very beginning. I accidentally deleted my save game... <laughs> Right, like, just, like, uh, in the most incompetent way. So I deleted all my quick saves. So I had an auto-save before I went to Baragost. So I had to do all the Baragost content again. That was Mm. a real bummer. A real bad time. So, anyway, 
So I do that, I get near, I get my whole party back again. Same one I had. Mm -hmm. So what I decide to do is I go in with Kagan. I send him in, because he's got the most hit points of anyone in my party. Sure. I uh, have him talk to Carlat, and then run out the door, where I have an ambush prepared. Well, there's an ambush outside the inn? Or yeah. is this inside the inn in no. the little... Oh. Outside the inn. So I have all my people outside the inn, because you know you can split your party if it's not a gather your party before venturing forth yes, area. Yes, correct. Okay. So I split my party. I have all five of them kind of like in a semicircle uh, with, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Khaled, Khalid, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, right outside the door. So he comes out. Well, he get... follows you outside? Hell yeah, he does. Well, Yeah, enemies will follow you in and outside. Um... And so I have him just start wailing on him. And I'm you, having Imowen use that, like, she's got a magic missile-like wand, I think, that we got from the Friendly Arm in. That's and right. She's, and she's just shooting him. Um, and then I... So I'm doing pretty good. And I die a couple times doing it. But I can tell it's going to work. So I have Nira. And this is the time that, that it succeeds. I have Nira cast... Um, Wild magic, hmm. whatever it is, for magic missile. It doesn't work out, like, at all. What happens? She turns into a squirrel. She what? polymorphs herself into a squirrel. So, basically, so the, the, like we talked about, the mm -hmm. wild mage has a regular spell, but mm -hmm. they also there's also a dedicated spell slot to this wild magic phenomenon. And you you click that, and then you say what you want to happen, which is magic missile. Mm-hmm. And Nira turns into a squirrel. Yep, turns into a squirrel. Luckily, so I beat the fight this time. Mm-hmm. So I'm good. I'm gold. But she's a squirrel. Interesting but, enough, her strength stat goes so far down that I have to take all of her items away. Because she was encumbered. She was an encumbered squirrel. She couldn't go anywhere. Did did the character address her new squirreldom? No, she was just uh, just talking away, talking away to the party, actually. Um, and I actually had her go talk to someone because I had her selected, so she could still do conversations. And so, like, I had to get on the internet. I was like, "How do I unsquirrel her?" Yeah, because we like did some resting, and then I went to the inn and like tried to rest. I figured it was like a time-based thing, mm -hmm. like a lot of uh, effects are in this game, and it was not. At all. So we go to the temple. There's a temple directly to the east of Baragost. Because on the internet, it says you can go and get remove magic or dispel magic or one of those. Mm -hmm. uh, and it'll do it. And so I go and I have the priest dispel magic on her and she stays a squirrel. And then I do it, and I do it again and she stays a squirrel. And so then I spend, I spend all of my money casting the spell on her and she stayed a squirrel. Was there a percentage chance of success, or was this just the wrong kind of cure? Uh, I think the game is just glitched. <laughs> like, I don't think it, it's not the wrong kind of cure. It's the appropriate one. Um, but the game was just glitched. She wasn't flipping back like she was supposed to. So then I'm stuck with a squirrel as my sixth party member. And so I was like, uh, and I reload the game. I didn't quick save for some reason. Mm. Oh no, I quick saved right after the fight, uh, where I beat up Carlat. Sure, but she was a squirrel. Yeah, so I had to go to the quick save before that. 
and then I had to beat him again, which took like another five times. Damn. Yeah. And so as soon as possible, I dropped her. Um, and so Kiven, as we were talking about before, is just this like dude. He's a ranger. He's hanging out in the forest. And he wants to kill a ogre named Kazok. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of his whole jam. And so as soon as he showed up, I just dropped Nira. Like Nira is a super cool character. Um, but I just don't think I have like enough room in my party right now for two different wizards. And also one that could uh, at any time turn herself into a rodent. And just uh, make the game unplayable. <laughs> yeah, more or I less. I mean, it could be cool to try to play the rest of the game with a squirrel. Like, mm-hmm. I guess I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but not into that enough to actually try to do it. Yeah, which means you're not into it. Yep. And so, uh, interesting enough, like a lot of other characters, when you drop them from the party, they're just like, fine, we'll hang out here forever. Mm-hmm. And you let us know when you want to hang out again. Um, she, because she's, uh, I guess, new for the Enhanced Edition, she goes to the Friendly Arm Inn. That's correct. Yeah, I think that for the Enhanced Edition, all the characters they added, they had them mimic the behavior of Baldur's Gate 2 characters, and in Baldur's Gate 2, characters tended to uh, go to, like, a central, like, a central place where you could easily re-recruit them, instead of having to remember where in the middle of the forest you drop Nira. Yep, yep. So so that's what happened uh, with my, my personal quest, not in a quest log. Mm-hmm on what I was supposed to do to get Carlat. But you went to go get a short sword for a halfling. I did, yeah. There's just a halfling in one of the many, uh, many hospitality establishments in Baragost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he said, hey, uh, these gnolls stole my sword. So and... our listener, just really quickly, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Our listener, Ben, let me know on Twitter that when we were talking about how many uh, hospitality establishments are in Baragost, that he was able to get, like, four or five of them by name off the top of his head. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, anyway. That's impressive. It's it's very impressive. But, yeah, so this halfling's just there. Um, I talk to him. There, are, There's, like, every opportunity in this conversation to heap on short jokes. And mm-hmm. I just resist that urge. Um, but, anyway, he says, could you do me a favor and kill these gnolls that got my sword? And there's actually even an opportunity for the player to say, hey, I can just go get you a new sword. It doesn't sound like there's anything special about this sword. But no, he is. it's not so much the sword for him. He wants you to, quote, um, I think he's like, like, stick it up the knoll's butt or something like that. Like, I, don't think it, I don't think that's the quote, but it's like, wipe their ass with it for me. You I said... Think. And I quote, you said, quote. Yeah, I think... <laughs> Before you said, stick it up the knoll's butt. It's one of those things, I couldn't remember it, but yeah, he mm-hmm, wanted me to mm-hmm. wipe the ass of the knoll with his sword. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which meant murder. Well, that's, how, or... that's, how I, that's how I interpreted it. So yeah, you just, uh, you, you trounce on over to the uh, just east of Baragos. There's a little wizard's tower, which I'll talk about later. Because mm-hmm. I had another quest there. And uh, there's just three gnolls, and uh, I murdered them with a raging barbarian. And the thing is, my barbarian, uh, when you choose that subclass, like I said, Mm -hmm. you give up a lot of things when you go barbarian, but you get a lot of cool stuff. And one of the cool things is you walk 50% faster than every other character. So oftentimes battles are finished by the time that any of my other characters (laughs) get to the fight. (laughs) So he's just rolling around killing he's things. He's rolling around and like the other characters are picking up the stuff that the, from the corpses he leaves behind. That's great. That's mm-hmm. a good time. 
I wonder how that's going to scale to like all the way to like Throne of Ball. Right. It's going to be interesting because we are in it to win it here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are in this for the next, like, based on our current schedule, the next year. Probably until 2018. <laughs> like, yeah. it's going to be, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, I, th- I mean, there's some cool stuff uh, barbarians get in the very high levels in, in Baldur's Gate 2. You get some, like, damage resistance. Cool. Uh, um, but, yeah. Did you ever play, just, a, just a, a quick thing, did you ever play all the way through Throne of Ball? No, because there's, there's like sometimes where you're like fighting like nine fire giants at one time. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It gets ridiculous. I've I've only played all the way through it. I think one time. No, so. I I do remember from my knowledge of higher level play in both Baldur's Gate two and then the Icewind Dale series where you also get quite high level. A lot of these fights seem virtually impossible without a sorcerer or wizard with disintegrate right mm-hmm. with like some of the save or die spells we're gonna figure it out we're gonna learn i guess we can do icewind dale as well we should we should yeah we should we could tack that on i know you're not as big of a fan because it's not as story heavy but but we'd also uh we could probably make through it pretty quickly too so that's true well yeah we need to figure out i think you play it it fits in the sequence of this game actually of like importing your character mm-hmm. but we'll figure out where it goes anyway so I also did uh, the short sword quest, and I went and killed those gnolls in my kind of combing of the map, and either it never dropped, or uh, I didn't see it when it dropped, and uh, I wandered away, and I came back, and it is no longer on the map, so I cannot complete this quest. Mm. You're really, uh, you're, you're really uh, just... <laughs> what, this what game's you, going bat- easy for me. Yeah, yeah. Bat- batting zero here. Yeah, it did, did not pan out. Mm. Um, but I did uh, encounter a paladin. In okay. one of the many establishments. Mm-hmm. And he told me about some half-ogres. Um, that I, And some ogrillians that were kicking his butt. And he told me that I need to go kick their butt. Interesting, I, uh, interesting aside, there's a fellow in the floor above that paladin. Mm-hmm. And when you talk to this fellow, he says, this paladin's after me. And I think the paladin has, I don't know, like Baragos name or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, he's after me. You gotta watch out. And I say, oh, why do you think he's after you? And the fellow upstairs is just schizophrenic. He's just incredibly paranoid, and yep. that's it. Yeah, it does not go anywhere. It I thought for anywhere. sure that would go somewhere. <laughs> I also uh, talked to that guy. Yeah. But yeah, so I went and tried to kill those half-ogres. I did a lot of stuff in that map, in a different map, and I'll talk about those uh, when we get to that, but could not kill those half-ogres. I tried for a good ten minutes and then just gave up. So I yeah. was not strong enough. I rolled Which, over and just gibbed them, as they say in first-person shooters these days. Really? Yeah. All of them? Yeah. God, it was so hard. It was literally impossible. I just could not do it. I think this is the the weirdest one because there were several times where Khalid kept getting hit. And mm-hmm. I had to like just peel him back and try to get everybody aggroed on Balthazar. Um, and Jahira had to heal Khalid like all of her all of her little cure minor wounds but oh my god yeah no none of this happened i had like i was like pulling people apart and like making making one of the ogres aggro them and like running in a big arc to try to get away Mm. and then like having the other characters shoot with arrows and stuff kind of like some advanced kiting techniques yeah this this is basically final fantasy tactics for me at this point Mm -hmm. like i'm having to do some like very intensive intensive work but so you you got the half ogres. Yeah, you went and turned that back in. Turned it back in. He seemed thankful. Like it, a lot of these quests, um, 
depending on the difficulty of the battle and the party composition, are going to seem like very epic tasks. And when you get back to town, you'll just kind of get get a thank you and, and a little bit of experience and some gold. Yeah, how do they know you did it? You know, that's the weird thing, right? Because I remember after I killed the half ogres, I looked at their bodies and I tried to see if there was like a distinguishing item, like maybe mm-hmm. maybe one of their heads or a, a medallion, you know, something to mark. Oh, I've accomplished this. No, this paladin is so in tune with half ogres. <laughs> he may worship a god that, uh, that like hates half breeds <laughs> or something. He might be a really racist paladin. And he like he knew in his bones that these half ogres were dead. Dank. Uh, yeah, speaking of those kinds of items, I've killed a lot of skeletons so far, mm. and uh, they all drop a skull, and uh, I got a, a party member whose inventory is full of skulls. You will need one skull. For what? I, I can tell you. Well, you tell me. What do I need a skull for? So I was uh, in one of these unmarked areas south of Baragos, maybe south-southwest, somewhere in there, and I meet a fellow, and this fellow's running away, and he says, you guys need to watch out. There is a demon-possessed chicken to, to the east. And, and, and I tell this guy, are, are, you, are you 100% sure you like this guy uh, in the second floor of the inn? Are, are, you, are you all right? Do you need help? And this guy says, look, you can check it out for yourself. I'm out of here. So, of course, I go over to this chicken. And it's actually interesting. I don't think the game intended me to interact with the chicken this way. I went up to the chicken, I talked to it, and the chicken was like cluck cluck, and it sounded like it was like saying a distorted help. (laughs) And I'm just like around the chicken, I'm like, and I keep trying to talk to it, and it just keeps keeps kind of saying help. Mm -hmm. Um, So eventually I decide, well, I must need to kill this chicken. So I quick save, just in case. Mm -hmm. And I smite the chicken, and nothing happens. Khalid is like a little angry at me. That's ultimately (laughs) all that happens. So I quick load. And I walk up half a step, and a wolf attacks the chicken. I say, oh, this is what's supposed to happen. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to save the chicken. So I kill the wolf, and the chicken talks to me, and it is a mage's apprentice who has polymorphed himself into a chicken. And he tells me that uh, he desperately needs my help, and he tells me to take him to the, this wizard's tower just east of Baragos so that he can be turned back into a mage's apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, he becomes an item in my inventory. And so he wants you to take him to High Hedge. Exactly, High okay. Hedge. Okay. I go to High Hedge. Um, on the way, I kill some skeletons. And it turns out this guy isn't really so much uh, the mage's apprentice as this guy is the mage's biggest fan and desperately wants to be the mage's apprentice. Aww. Um, the mage scolds him. Apparently he stole some stuff from the mage. And that's how he ended up turning himself into a chicken. Mm -hmm. And when the mage hears the things that this fellow stole from him, the mage freaks out and he says, dude, I'm not going to be able to unpolymorph you in like with just remove magic. This is this is a bigger deal than that. And he tells me, go get a skull from a skeleton because he's going to need to cast reincarnate on this guy. Um, so I, I, I had the skull directly in my inventory, so I immediately just talked to him again, mm-hmm. and he says, okay, well, I'll begin the ritual. So the, the, the chicken's on the floor, kind of going around. He casts a spell. The chicken blows up. <laughs> I talk to him, and he says, ah, oh, it, it didn't work. I killed him. Oh, my God. And that's it? That's it. <laughs> and then it, it ends with a cautionary tale of the mage saying, don't mess with shit you don't understand. And then mm-hmm. that's it. That mage is kind of a jerk. 
Because, like, I met the thief outside of his tower. Yes. It's like, there's a bunch of cool shit to steal in here, but I can't do it, so I'm going to go bother a halfling village. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what he says. And then I went in to, like, look for stuff to steal, and there's nothing to steal. Um, and so I, like, bought some stuff and had the, the wizard identify some things for me. I mean, it may well be that the cool stuff is on the wizard's person. And I have to murder him. And you, and you must murder the, the wizard. Mm. But the thief was especially worried about the flesh golem. And he mm -hmm. says, oh, there must be a way to trick the flesh golem. But you can't talk to the flesh golem. I don't think you can trick it either. Yeah, there's a lot of inconsistency there. But that's uh, that's definitely the best quest that I have heard of so far. I mean, yeah. I I think a lot of these quests uh, feel a little go kill X. Mm -hmm. Don't even collect anything. Just go kill this thing. And when they're all dead, I'll, I'll be triggered and I'll, I'll give you the reward. But yeah, this was a, a fun little a fun little story quest. Just required killing a wolf, really. And a skeleton, technically. Mm -hmm. So I tried to do Kagan's quest. Kagan. Mm. Kagan. Tried to do it. And we talked about this uh, last episode that he uh, like lost the son of a noble, basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so in your little thing, in your quest log, it doesn't really tell you where you, you're supposed to go. So I, like, pulled up the internet, and I was like, all right, you know, generally, what is the direction I'm supposed to go? Because uh, I don't want to, like, wander around the 15 areas around here until it randomly tells me, uh, you know, that I can do it. And, uh, apparently it's just straight up broken. Like, it was broken in the original game, and it remains broken today. Well, that is really fidelity to the original <laughs> game experience. It is. They do um, not want to adulterate the pure Baldur's Gate. So apparently in the in the Enhanced Edition, when you go to a particular area, Kagan is just like, well, look, like, we, let's just go do whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm they not... did fix that. Like, mm -hmm. you can't do the quest, but at least Kagan acknowledges, ah, it seems like a hassle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not worth doing. But while I was uh, just kind of wandering around, um, I found Shoal the Nereid. Nereid? They're like they're like dryads, but for the ocean. I have no idea about this thing. You didn't meet Shoal? No. All right. So, right, hold on. Let me I have the name Droth. Okay. So, Shoal is uh, it's like a little blue dryad-looking thing. And you walk up to her, and she's like, oh, my God. Um, I'm having a bad time. Will you protect me? And you, you you have two dialogue options. One's like yes, and one's no, basically. And she says, uh, well, let me give you a kiss, even if you say yes or no. She says, let me give you a kiss. And you can be like, heck yeah, give me a kiss. Or you can be like, no, don't give me a kiss. And no matter what you do, she kisses you. Mm. And you die immediately. Like, you just you just straight up die. Whoa. And uh, luckily, my like interacting character, so the character that is first in my party order, is not my main character. Because if that were so, I don't know what actually would happen there. <laughs> so it's it's Kagan. And so uh, Kagan just dies. And so I reload like three times. I was like, oh, you know, maybe it was the dialogue option I chose. So I like reload and I go back. And I like reload and I go back. And it's clear to me that she's going to kill me no matter what. So I let it, I let it progress. I just start, like, my dude dies, and I just start attacking her, right? I just start wailing on her, and she Does gets Does she go hostile after that point? 
I don't know because I immediately, like, as soon as he died, I just clicked on the little sword thing and started going. So she might go hostile, but I, I went hostile. Hmm. Um, and so I started attacking her. Boop, 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 boop. And you, you know, I hit her a couple times and she's like, wait, stop. I've got like a cape of control or something. And there's uh, an ogre named Droth who's making me do stuff. And I don't like, I don't want to do it. And so. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's whatever. I guess I believe you. You have some options to believe her or not believe her or whatever. So I say, all right, that's fine. Uh, Droth shows up. He's an ogre mage. Whoa. Yeah. And she's like, here he is. Here's this asshole who's controlling me. And Droth is like, I don't know what she's told you, but she's my partner. We, like, do this together. Yeah, and so I was like, I don't give a shit about any of this. And so I just started killing the ogre mage. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I killed him, and I didn't die. This is like one of the few times I, I did not die. Um, in between him showing up and her revealing the whole thing, she brings your quest member or your party member back to life. Whoa. Yeah, so she's like the most powerful magic user I've encountered so far in the game. Probably. Um, and uh, then as soon as I killed that guy, she was like, peace out, I'm gone. And then disappeared. Whoa. So it's like a really weird little quest of like interesting things happening, but nothing really occurring at the end of it. It's kind of like the ultimate side quest, right? Like it's a mm-hmm. quest cul-de-sac. Yep. You just um, end up right where you started. So I got like a magic item. Kill the ogre it. mage. Th- those things are powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like focus fired it down. Mm-hmm. Um, on the same map, there's a crashed pirate ship, and I got a ring called Domination. Whoa. And it reduces your wisdom and your intelligence to three. <laughs> it's it's like a, a ring to give to magic users. So they, so they can't get you, basically. Interesting. So I imagine this is a cursed ring. It, you can't remove it if you... Yeah, I have encountered like a million cursed items so far. At least yeah. three. Like this, I, this game is full of cursed items. And I think this kind of feeds back into into a point we were making earlier about not being strong enough as a feature. This mm-hmm. game is very much a Gygaxian um, representation of Dungeons & Dragons, i.e. this is a simulation, this is not a game, mm-hmm. and this is a simulation of a fantasy world, and you can go places and... You will just be eaten alive. You you shouldn't have gone there. Like it's a, you know. Whereas in a game, maybe you wouldn't allow the player to go to a place where they're just immediately destroyed. And another feature of that Gygaxian world is that there are all these cursed items, and they serve no purpose other than the story purpose they have in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like they give depth to the world. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, this one is like for. I think it was court wizards or something. I read the... I really love the lore descriptions on items in this game. Oh, yeah. Every unique item has its own little story behind it. It's pretty cool. And they're all good, yeah. Um, But what about boots? Do you think that boots have their own story? They do. This is... uh, So I did two more quests. Um, I also did the Half Ogre's quest, like I said. I did Zerlog's Missing Boots, and I did a book for Firebeard. Firebead, I think, actually. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, I went and I killed some hobgoblins, and I and I got this this dwarf's boots back, and I got a book for an old man, and it's it's really, you know, it's not as if every side quest is as deep as 
shoal. It's not as if every side quest is as deep as that chicken quest. Some of them are just go get it. Like they're mm-hmm. very like wowy, um, mm-hmm. kind of underwhelming type quests. And that kind of like I was a little disappointed because you don't know what you're getting yourself into when you take a quest, right? Like That's you true. don't you don't know if it's going to be a go get get it type quest. Although I will say it seems like the common denominator with a lot of these quests is if you get it in the town and you have to like go outside the town to complete it, I feel like the chances of it being a simple collect or kill quests are increased. Whereas if you encounter the quests in the wild, like you encountered Shoal in the wild or mm-hmm. I encountered this chicken in the wild, then there might it feels like a little bit more effort goes into those quests. But I'm not sure if that's entirely accurate. Mm, well, it's 100% accurate so far. Yeah. I found a guy named The Surgeon who this... did surgery on me in the wild. Hmm. Did you see him? No. What He's is... right below the half-ogres. Interesting. Yeah. I think oh, he just I... heals you. I just saw a guy who was fishing. He's next to the lake, right? No. Different guy. Oh, weird. Hmm. Yeah, anyway. I, 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 must, I need to be a little bit more thorough to, like, to collect all of this stuff. You gotta catch them all. Mm-hmm. So you got the anything particularly interesting about the boots or the book, though? No. Um, goblins just kind of... It's really funny. When you get critical hits in this game, they um, they turn into little chunks of meat. Mm-hmm. So so it's like they're stripped of all armor and a little piece of dynamite goes in them, mm-hmm. and, they, and they explode. Um, and if that happens to one of your characters, you can't resurrect them. Cause, yeah. Because they're, they're, they're gone. It's a simulation. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well then, uh, I, I guess I did one more quest mm-hmm. uh, for Basilis. Have, mm-hmm. you, have you heard anything about Basilis yet? No. So I talked to a commoner. I, it's really an interesting thing. So I talked to this commoner. Whoa, you talk to commoners. Yeah, because they give you quests. You didn't know that? I just like figured if you, people. I figured if you talk to one commoner in a village, you've talked to all the commoners. No, as I walk by, I'll generally like click on them because it's always one little thing. And I would say like a quarter of the time they'll give you a quest of some Whoa. sort or they'll tell you about something. It's mm. actually kind of interesting. So like um, like I already know that the, uh, you know, spoilers, I guess, for next episode. But I learned in this episode that soldiers have from Om, which is the state to the south mm-hmm. of the current country we're in or whatever, um, that they have fortified Nashkel. And so, like, an invading army is already in, like, in that city. That's interesting. The furthest south I've been, I met a, a traveler who all he all he told me was, hey, I'm just a merchant from Om. And mm. his name was something the foreshadower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder if he. I wonder if he is foreshadowing the next game. It may. It may very well be. Yeah, I wonder. This game, and at the very end of the episode, I'll get into how meta this game can get. But yeah, the, the okay. game's got. Sometimes it feels like you're playing um, Fallout with like the weird mm-hmm. optional thing on, because because the game does not take itself seriously all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with uh, like Strange Traveler or whatever that's called. Mm-hmm weird world but uh anyway so i learned about this dude named basilis from someone and literally all i i heard about him from two different people and they were both just like he's a murderer he's bad i'm mad about basilis so i don't know what he's i don't know what he was up to Hmm. uh and i had a quest that was literally called basilis the murderer and it just said like as, as a little description he's a bad dude like there was no thing so 
Uh, I was out in nature, wandering around, kind of combing a map. And I think for this map, I was actually going around the, the outside instead of going up and down. Mm -hmm. And uh, I found, like, it's like basically like Stonehenge, right? Like some rune circles, uh, that kind of thing. And uh, there was, it's I would say, uh, 20 skeletons? Damn. Like a whole bunch, some skeletons and zombies. And if, you, if you aren't familiar with Dungeons & Dragons, skeletons are some of the, they're the bane of the early level adventurers. They yeah. generally have bow and arrows. They're incredibly accurate with them. For some reason, you would think that something with no uh, muscle would not or, be strong. Or eyeballs. Or, or eyeballs. Um, but yeah, they're, they're rough. Mm -hmm. um, and they have damage resistance, too. Um, except with weapons. blunt weapons. Yeah. I think blunt weapons are okay, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And zombies are the opposite, right? Slashing mm -hmm. weapons do work, and then blunt weapons don't. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so they're like all around, and there's this dude in the middle who's like talking to a family member. He's like having a conversation. Like his brother, maybe. Hmm. And then, but the brother in the conversation is a zombie. So this dude's like saying full sentences, and then it cuts to the zombie, and the zombie's like, hmm. and it goes back to the guy, and he responds to it, right? So I roll up on this dude, and I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> and and this is Basilus, all right? Okay. So it says that uh, he thinks you're his mom, or at least in my case, he was like, "Mom, what up?" Um, and then you can, like, take on the role of his mother and talk to him, or you can say, like, you're crazy, or you can just be like, I'm gonna attack you, or whatever, right? Sure. Um, and so, uh, he talks about being from Zental Keep, and about how, basically, you kind of, like, get this information that he was in Zental Keep, which is, like, a, an important location for evildoers everywhere in the Forgotten Realms, mm -hmm. um, and then, like, his family died there somehow and he's like using his necromancy to bring them not bring them back but really what he's doing is he is going um around baragost and killing people or stealing their bodies or doing both of those things um and then making his own family in this like creepy woodland zone so he's really kind of like a necromantic norman bates type situation yes yeah yeah i think that's uh that's that's kind of the reference that's going on Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so I, like, roll up to him, and I try to kill him, and the first time I talk to him, or that the conversation finishes, the skeletons are still there, but they don't aggro, mm -hmm. and I died. So, the second time I went for it, I attacked, I attacked him, and then the skeletons were there, and then they aggroed me, and it's the most comical thing in the world, because all of their turns trigger at the same time, mm -hmm. and they all have crossbows, and so it's just like... <laughs> like this like like really long echo noise where it's just triggering over and over again and that's really funny because i just i my whole party liquefies immediately mm. um and so then i go uh and I do different dialogue options and they all collapse and die at the end of that conversation. And so then I was able to focus fire him. And uh, interesting enough, so he starts out the, the fight that I eventually win. Uh, he starts casting at Jahira. 
And so I just take the rest of my party members and attack him and leave Jahira back. And he casts uh, like the big gripping roots thing mm -hmm. where, you know, you can make a save. Um, you're, it, it grabs your party members and like holds them down. And sure. you can make a save to, to keep it from happening. And so the rest of my party just beat him up while he was focus firing her with spells that didn't do anything. Mm. So he drops a um, uh, holy symbol for Siric. So he's he's a priest of Siric. Mm. And then a magic warhammer that is plus two. Whoa, that seems and a little odd. It, it's like profoundly good. It's super good. If he if he hit my party members with that instead of casting spells, you would have destroyed them. Wow. Uh huh. So that's what uh, that's what my ranger is holding right now, even though it is not optimal. Um, basically, going to hold on to it until I have uh, Viconia until Viconia shows up. That's really interesting. I think that something about the AI in this game is so unsophisticated in a way that sometimes mm -hmm. it seems very sophisticated in the same way that the only way you can beat deep blue at chess <laughs> is to do something that makes no sense mm -hmm. so like again i feel like you know against you this time casting these spells at jahira just seemed totally wrong mm -hmm. but there's going to be that like five percent of the time where the game just feels like it's reading your mind oh <laughs> yeah oh a hundred percent yeah. Um, so I get that, and then I had to like go on the internet to figure out what the hell I was supposed to do with it because the quest was not filling in. Mm -hmm. And so I took it to the temple that I talked about earlier. Sure. Um, right beside Baragost, and they gave me five thousand gold. Holy shit! That is, I think the most the amount I have in the game right now is twelve hundred. Yeah, I had a thousand gold beforehand, and then I had five thousand. So I like bought some plus one weapons. Damn. Why the hell not? But yeah, it, it seems like profoundly broken. I think maybe the fight was just supposed to be much harder than it was. I think I lucked out winning it that time. Mm. So um, it was the combination of choosing the dialogue tree that caused the skeletons to self-destruct mm -hmm. and the AI deciding that it was going to go ham on Jahira. Yeah, who basically was not even in the fight. So mm -hmm. it all worked out. Fun. Fun so times. Have, yeah. So I think that's all the quests that I did before Nashkel. I think we're going to go to the Nashkel for the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Nashkel for the next episode. But I wanted to tell you about one fellow that I met in the wilderness, an ascetic. Okay. So is this uh, this is the, the bonus for people who stuck around? Yeah. This fellow's name is Portal Bindarwinden. Okay. And Portal Bindarwinden is just a kind of a, a naked fellow in a loincloth standing in a, in a field. And if you approach him, uh, you get into this conversation where he's really upset at people seeking him out, looking for wisdom, because they assume that he has wisdom because he is a he's an ascetic. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I chose this dialogue option, and I'll, I'll send you a screenshot of this. Okay. Um, where I say, no, please, I was hoping to speak with you. Has have your has your isolation given you any insights? And he says, uh, insights. Um, and then he says, uh, never take raisins from rabbits, never spit in a man's face unless his mustache is on fire, and don't take any wooden knickers unless you've got a good supply of salve. Okay. To which my character has three responses, and two are kind of, uh, okay, back away slowly, right? Mm -hmm. The third response is, quote, Okay, I've just about had my fill of riddle-asking, quest-assigning, insult-throwing, pun-hurling, hostage-taking, 
iron-mongering, smart-arsed fools, freaks, and felons that continually test my will, metal, strength, intelligence, and most of all, patience. If you've got a straight answer anywhere in that little bent head of yours, I want to I hear it pretty damn quick, or I'm going to take a large, blunt object roughly the size of Elminster and his hat and stuff it lengthwise into a crevice of your being so seldom seen that even the denizens of the Nine Hells themselves wouldn't touch it with a 20-foot rusty halberd. Have I made myself perfectly clear? How does that even fit in the window? <laughs> And why does this exist? <laughs> yeah. So you chose that, right? So I chose that, and he gave me a um, kind of a a dire portent. He said that uh, I was unlike anyone that he had ever met, that my very soul was in conflict with itself, and that I would meet a terrible end. Ooh. Yeah. That's Ooh, that's some good. Because we still haven't. In the interest of spoilers, mm-hmm. right, for the, the story of this, we haven't talked about the plot of this game at all, really. Well, we and have. That's a good. that's a good portent, I think. We, we have in that we have talked about the plot the game has given us, and we've exactly. been very honest about what is going on in the game mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the game is giving us. We mm-hmm. just, ha- we haven't gotten too deep in it, in, mm-hmm. into the game yet, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I guess uh, in, in closing, I'll say what we do know, right? We mm-hmm. know that uh, Gorion was killed. You know, that happened in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that he was trying to get us away from Candlekeep. Mm-hmm. We know that Khaled and Jahira are like our only connection to whatever he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that they really want to get to Nashkel. And they want to get to Nashkel so bad that they keep reminding me that we need to go. Yeah. Um, and we also know that the people that killed Gorion are also interested in killing us. We keep finding these people with, uh, with basically contracts out on our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess the last thing is that the iron coming from Nashkel, which is it's kind of a mining town, is bad. We know mm-hmm. that. And there's the, there's the, a desperate iron shortage. Mm-hmm. And then even when it comes out, it's tainted. Because I talked to a commoner. This is why I got to talk to the commoners. I talked to a commoner who was like, my scythe, my hoe, and my shovel all broke. Whoa. And I thought I was going to get a quest to go get, to go get all those things. But mm. that, didn't ha- that didn't work out. Thank God. Yeah, all right. So I think this is a really great episode. Um, tune in for the next one. It'll be in two weeks um, from from this one. This one will go up on um, June 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's going to be great. And so uh, after that, we're going to be going to Nashville, and we're going to be continuing Baldur's Gate 1. All right, so uh, thanks so much. So I was uh, Cameron. You can find me on Twitter at Cconzelman. Uh, you can go uh, look at that in the uh, description for this video. Danny, where can people find you? They can find me in these little videos. That's it. That's, that's the only place. That's the only place. If you have a question for Danny, you should just put it in the comments because he uh, uh, is literally uncommunicable <laughs> on purpose mm-hmm. um, on on the internet. But you can put them in the comments. And if there are any questions or interesting uh, stuff that you care about, we'll answer them in the next episode. There you go. Yeah, it's been really great. Okay, so thanks for uh, listening. Thanks so much. Who knows? Who knows?